I have Matthew Raywalt with me right now. The Drama King has made his return to wrestling with Impact Wrestling. You may have seen him uh, doing wrestling with Whiskey uh, in the Chicago area, but now he's back on a national platform with Impact Wrestling. We're going to talk about his uh, alliance with Deanna Perrazzo and what he's been up to since then. First things first, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good. Uh, timing is everything. Uh, I, I thought this was kind of a, f- a funny way to start the conversation. I know uh, last year we spoke and, you know, people thought you were the whiskey, the guy with the whiskey glass in the Slammiversary promo. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't you. And you, you did say you would never put ice in your whiskey. You would never chill it. But uh, I thought it was fitting that then you do have a promo on this year's show. So you know, a, a year later, what made Impact the right spot for you? How did it come together? Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. No, it was um, it, it was a crazy year for like it was for so many of us. Obviously, not even just wrestling, but the world at large. Um, and I, you know, in, you know, twenty twenty into early twenty twenty one, it was a lot of figuring out my next steps and figuring out my next moves. And uh, I spent a lot of time doing things like wrestling with whiskey, uh, the drama King Matt Twitch channel, things like that. Um, and, but I had always kept in touch with some of my friends in the wrestling business, primarily guys like, like Eric Young, um, who was, you know, and Sammy Callahan guys who were who kind of impact wrestling stalwarts. And they had, they'd always told me, they're like, Hey, impact likes you. you know, with the, if, and when the right opportunity is there, they, you know, they'd really like to do something. So I just kind of, you know, sometimes it's, it takes a little bit of time. It takes the stars lining up, so to speak. And with this year's Slammiversary, and then shortly after the homecoming tournament that was going to be, that was being planned, they were looking for a partner for Deanna Perazzo. And Deanna, as we all know, is this very high form athlete. This kind of, she walks on airs in the wrestling world and rightfully so. And so, you know, I'd like to think the drama king walks on airs a little bit too. So they get the kind of the timing and the, the marriage of styles and, and, you know, the calendar kind of worked out. And so it seemed like a perfect fit. And one of those things where it seemed like it was on paper and, you know, when I showed up and we started working together, it, it was just like, it clicked from, from moment one and, and off to the races we went. Yeah. I think that's something that uh, really stands out. You guys complement each other nicely. It, uh, some of the time you put these two people together and then kind of have to explain what their common goal is, but it just goes without saying, like you have this, uh, you know, distinguished, uh, taste in your own respective ways. Uh, and it just, you know, how, how creative, creatively satisfying is it just to walk into something like that instead of, uh, I'm sure you've had it happen in the past year where they want you to revisit what you've already done, where this really expands on what you can do and gives you a new outlet where you, you're really, uh, I already said compliment, but you're, you're really like on the same level instead of being a one, being a supportive character to the other person. Yes, no. And you hit the nail on the head. Like, um, Especially like you said over this last year, there's, there, you know what? I have no problem. You know, nostalgia has its place, and like uh, in both entertainment and wrestling, especially. But I'm I'm a huge fan. I say this very publicly a lot. Like, I'm 
I'm a move forward kind of person. I don't want to live in the past. I will totally acknowledge it, recognize all the great things that have happened, especially to me. But anytime I step somewhere, especially when I take a step into somewhere new, I want to forge something new, even if it's building off of, you know, things I've done before. I will always be the drama king, but let's evolve that forward. And so even something small, like I came to impact with like, hey, I could be this name, this name, this name. And I was head back with, well, why don't we use your real name? It's it's kind of we'll call you Matthew, but Raywell, it's it's nobody else has that name. And I, I always thought, I'm like, oh, that's hard to pronounce. Nobody will like that. But they were like, no, like that makes you different. That makes you, it, it kind of makes you more highfalutin. It's this interesting name that we're not sure how to necessarily pronounce and, and everything like that. And so to be able to evolve this character that I've kind of had going for the past several years and to be put on a platform, like you said, as well, kind of on the same level as someone, again, who's as well-respected and well-loved as Deanna Perazzo is an honor unto itself and then so be able to take that and use this platform to continue to evolve that persona and that character forward it's it's huge for someone in this business especially me yeah and i know uh this was uh somewhat of a funny exchange but you mentioned that you were using matt morris for a while and uh i'm sure your, your given name is easier to market easier to trademark if you're looking to do that but um I did appreciate the exchange where uh, Matt Cardona maybe took a dig at it and you told uh, Nick Gage to mess him up for you because it had some personal meaning and he took a shot at you. <laughs> yeah, no, he, <laughs> you know, I, I, love, I love going back and forth with uh, Cardona on, on Twitter. He, he's, he's always a good sport. He was good for a good rib. But it, I mean, it actually, so I was using that. Uh, Morris is my mother's maiden name. Um, that that is a true story. I may have embellished all the like some family tragedy or something to make it feel bad, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Morris was my mother's maiden name. I thought it would be easier for everyone, um, and that's what I was going to use earlier on in my kind of indie experience there. But then, when the impact opportunity came up and we decided on Matthew Raywell, uh, I liked that better. And so going forward, that's what things will be. But like I said, I've said online, you might see Matt Morris pop up on a couple posters here because it was just agreed months ago but yeah it's it's been an interesting little run there yeah there you go i know uh i'm sure you've had to explain it before but anybody listening or that will read this you're setting the record straight but um i know that like it was an issue with new japan but going forward in impact and after that matthew ray walt the drama king without getting too far ahead um i know you you mentioned that you had this idea for like a tortured artist gimmick and what we're seeing on TV is a little bit more, uh, I'll say, refined. But is that something, the tortured artist gimmick, you you want to maybe explore down the line? Because that, that teaser promo kind of felt like it was in that vein where it was very dark, foreboding. You know, it, it kind of had like the messy quality with just like the brush strokes of writing the name on it. Like any any desire to go that way? Yes. Um, and I, I have a feeling in the, in the weeks and months ahead, you'll see a little taste of it. Again, I, it doesn't, I don't think it's something that can be told over time. I didn't want to come out the gate necessarily with something so stark and like, and that character also needs time to be explained and be, and to evolve. Um, especially, you know, coming right out. The first thing you see you do is in this mixed tag team tournament with Tiana. I didn't want to like, 
have to try to forcibly explain some dark complex character in the middle of a mixed tag team tournament. So I thought, you know, come on, just take the opportunity, take the stage, show them who you are, you know, in the ring and stuff like that. And like I said, as you see, as you'll see in the weeks and months, we're going to start exploring that side of the character for sure. Mm-hmm. It's something I've always wanted. to do. Yeah. And you know, keep watching uh, impact every week on access impact insiders. I, I don't, I don't want to, tease too much but i figured there was a lot more layers to peel back for that i'm excited to see what comes from it uh another thing that you were known for um you'd been on 205 live you you said it was a privilege to call commentary there but uh are you strictly with impact as a wrestler or, or a performer um any discussions to maybe do more commentary or broadcast work with the company like just because you, you spoke so highly of having that role before, is that something you'd like to go back to or do you, are you focused on wrestling right now? So for right now, I mean, as far as my, my role within impact, I, I'm there as an in performer first and foremost, that's the opportunity given to me, but don't get me wrong. I, I did. I truly did. I fell in love with the broadcasting side of things. Hence you've seen me do it in new Japan. I just had the honor to call my first new Japan event at resurgence, uh, a couple of weeks ago, which, wow. I mean, to be able to call, uh, you know, a Tanahashi match, uh, Yuji Nagata and John Moxley in a tag team match, things like that were, were incredible. But but don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to shun away from the opportunity to, to join D'Lo Brown and Matt Stryker in the booth and then call some impact action, especially maybe if my partner, you know, Deanna Perrazzo is in action and you need a little extra you know, pizzazz on the broadcast booth. No, I really like that side. I'd like to expand doing broadcasting, you know, outside of wrestling potentially too. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's another side of the business and of entertainment in general that I'm really interested in. Yeah. And now that you mention it, that, that would be a a fun little exchange if it was as somebody supporting Deanna. So who knows what we'll see in the future. Um, One of the, one of the other reasons I asked is, you're expanding your wrestling with whiskey channel a little bit. It originally started as kind of like opening the door to, you know, invite fans into whiskey tasting and, you know, a little bit of being a connoisseur, but you're expanding to interviews. I think, uh, it's, it's a really fun way to bridge that gap. Uh, if anybody listening wants to check it out, it's called straight shooting. Um, I, I just thought, you know, maybe there was something there, but um, what 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 has been the most fun doing uh, that on your channel? Just going from showing whiskey to now inviting other people, other peers into it. Yeah, so like the the kind of inspiration came from so like you said, the channel started out as me when I was starting my own journey into like collecting and trying to taste whiskey and I and you know enjoy the finer points of it. No, be a snob about it, but just to be honest, right? <laughs> um, I can't know. I'd like your word, kind of sewer better. Uh, yeah, that, that's how it all started with me going down this journey. And now I'm like, well, I'm like, I've got all these friends in wrestling that people are always keen to hear from. Um, I never really had aspirations to be necessarily an interviewer or podcaster, but I'm like, I got a lot of friends and you know, let's see if I can introduce them to, the, to what I know. Because I think a lot of people do have a little bit of a, especially in America, I think preconceived notion about whiskey is it's just something you shoot back and you chase with a beer and you know, and stuff like that. And it's not to be enjoyed. It's, it's just to be burned on the way down and forget about it. 
and and I had learned a really good appreciation for it. Like maybe even if I can't turn them into what I am, maybe I can give people an appreciation for something that they don't know a whole lot about. And in the meantime, we can talk about wrestling and life and you know everything in between. And so it's, it's I, I definitely didn't want to do just another wrestling podcast because there's so many of those and so many that do it very, very well. This is my own spin, and, and it does bridge that gap. If you're a wrestling fan who doesn't know much about whiskey, maybe you'll learn a little bit as I walk you know, some of my friends through a tasting. And if you're a whiskey fan and you're, you don't know much about wrestling, you'll be kind of you'll be curious to see what we're drinking. But then, you know, hey, you might learn a little bit about these athletes and entertainers. So trying to kind of marry those two communities together has been has been a lot of fun. Yeah. And the, the best way that I could sell this, uh, if people haven't checked it out, is if you're a fan of Hot Ones where they take people from all different walks of life and eat hot sauce and hot wings. This is going to be right up your alley too. It's just, it's uh, bourbon and whiskey and, you know, it, it's having a drink instead of, you know, sweating, your <laughs> sweating while you eat. Yes. And shout out, shout out to hot ones. That was one of the other prime inspirations too. I remember talking with a friend. We're like, man, if I could just do that with whiskey. And I'm like, well, maybe I can't do ten, <laughs> but but maybe we can we can do three small ones, and it, it would still be fun. And mm-hmm. it's been great. Yeah, if you guys want to check it out, uh, it just search wrestling with whiskey on YouTube. You can check out all the videos that are up there. I know uh, you actually just posted a new video with Diana and Steve Macklin, so that's up there. Uh, and then check. Matthew out on Impact Wrestling every week on Access TV and Impact Insiders on YouTube. Thanks very much for your time today. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast.